Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me um, this week again. I hope you're enjoying spending this hour with me every week and hope that you feel, I can't know how you can't feel my passion. Um, I hope you find it absolutely inspiring, Um, definitely educational. I think I was a teacher in a previous life, so I always hope you walk away learning something, and I hope you're taking notes because so much of the content that we're covering is just vast and full of little tips and ideas. And if you don't write them down, you're going to have to listen to me go through it all again by hitting the repeat button. So take those notes. Um, and, of course, I hope you, have it, you, you find it fun. And hopefully that you use me as a catalyst in whatever change that you need in your life. Today my guest is Fran Lytle, um, and she's going to share – information on how to connect your brand with people through branding in the human error. Um, I'm going to share a little description that Fran was kind enough to share with me as to branding in the human error. What does that mean? So let's start with, did you guys know that 70% of people prefer to get to know a company or brand through original articles rather than through ads? 61% of people report feeling better about a brand that offers content and are more likely to buy from them. So again, we live in this information age. Is that real surprising, um, such tremendous statistics uh, that Fran had shared with me? So welcome to the human error. What does that mean? To be successful or for businesses to be successful, brands have to connect with people and not sell to them. Now, you know my background is truly sales-driven, service-driven. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, when, when um, Fran shared with me and I read that word connect with, at the end of the day, it is personal, and we do need to connect with our clients. Um, being a human error brand requires sharing authentic stories and providing content, content that enhances people's lives. Um, that's why we're in business, hopefully, yes, to make a living, but also to enhance um, people's, people's lives and connect with them. People are seeking not to just buy something, but also to buy into something. To succeed in today's world, uh, brands must create emotional connections with people. People buy from an emotional standpoint. So to achieve this, your brand, your businesses out there and business owners, um, you need to identify the most motivational aspects of your brand the human aspect, that help people develop a relationship with your brand. Then your brand must incorporate those human aspects into relevant content shared um, where people are congregating. And we talk a lot, and and I know Fran and I are going to chat a little bit about the whole uh, social media media platforms. And that's where folks that resonate with what we're sharing, doing, selling, whatever it might be, that's where those platforms become relevant because that's where our folks are congregating. With all of this in mind, at the end of the show, you know me, I have to give you a list of your to-do list for the show. I want you to have a real idea and some act- I want you to walk away with some actionable steps. Um, so during the show, you're going to discover how to identify your brand's personality to help people understand what type of relationship they can have with your brand. I want you to identify your brand's soul. This engages people on a personal level 
I want you to be able to map out your brand's motivational drivers and those, uh, those that motivate people to want a relationship with your brand. And then create an engaging content marketing program. Use social media to build and nurture relationships with people. I've touched on those last two in previous shows um, because they're just so relevant. Now, the thing with that little list of five that I just gave you there's three words that stood out for me exponentially, just resonated. Um, the brand's personality, the word personality, the brand's soul, the word soul, and then the brand's motivational drivers, so those mo- motivation, um, that word. For me, all of them are very human words. So why doesn't that make sense since we're trying to communicate and connect with humans that this information should be um, human-driven. So I love those words that Fran was kind enough to share with me. The other thing I wanted to tell you is when I communicate with my clients, it's all about building relationship. And in all of my classes, I don't care what the topic is, it's always about connecting on, uh, and building a personal relationship with every client we interact with. And in order to do that, we need trust. And I know Fran and I are going to talk about that today. Um, and the other thing is every time we touch a client, whether it's email, voicemail, on the phone, in person, you know, if you meet someone in the food store, for goodness sake, we have to make sure that we always add value and share relevant content that's, that's going to affect their lives. And we often talk in sales of what's in it for the customer, but we have to constantly think from that realm. So I'm just so excited about the content today uh, because I just, I, I feel like Fran is dead on with what she's going to share. So let me tell you a little bit about Fran Lytle. She's a behaviorist, brand strategist, author, and co-founder of Brand Champs. Um, She connects brands with people through brand strategy, emotional brand storytelling, again, that word emotional, uh, content marketing, and social marketing programs. Uh, Fran accomplishes this by applying psychology, cultural anthropology, human and gender-specific behavior, and branding tenets. She has particular expertise in developing programs that engage women who are responsible. Men, are you listening to this? We are responsible for $7.1 trillion in spending. Uh, now, before I, sh- I introduce Fran, I just wanted to share um, a little bit of, of background information of you know what, I'm not even going to do that. I want to introduce Fran because I think she and I can have much better dynamic conversation um, than me going through some of the content that she shared with me. So Fran, um, I hope that's okay with you. I'm introducing you. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, Connie. I really appreciate it. I just, you know, as I was reading through uh, the emails that we were sending back back and forth to try to put together a clear, coherent, path, you know, for today's show, everything I was reading really, really connected with me personally, I think in how I communicate with my clients, but also how I teach new people or even experienced people, sometimes even harder, on how to communicate sales for me is communication, but how to communicate to clients in today's world. So, you know, let's start with The Branding in the Human Error, what an intriguing title. Can you share with everybody what that means and why it's relevant to us? 
Absolutely. You know, if, um, if you think about it, brands are living, breathing entities. They are like people. And just as I, as a person, want to know certain things about you, Connie, when I meet you, to decide what type of relationship I'm going to have with you, people do the same thing with brands. So uh, when I meet you, I'm going to want to know um, where do you live, you know, what's your personality like, um, what are the things that you believe in, uh, what is your life like? What are your, what, who are your connections? Do we have them in common? It's the same thing for a person when they meet a brand. They want to know what are the human aspects of that brand? What is the personality of the brand? Am I going to be able to get along with you? What is your soul? What do you believe in? Um, what are the values that you have? What are the connections that you have? What other people have relationships with you as a brand? Because that helps me to decide if I'm going to enter into a relationship with you and what type of relationship it's going to be. Now, with the democratization, uh, social media really caused the democratization of communications. Now, all of a sudden, brands do not own what they're going to tell people about their brands. People own what the brand stories are, and they will morph them and share them however they please. So we have entered an era of um, sociologically where people are interacting at a different level on a different plane, but the interaction is still based on our human behavior, our human instincts and our behaviors. And so for brands to be able to succeed in this human era, Brands need to be able to identify the most motivational aspects of their brand, which are the human aspects, as you mentioned in the introduction, and be able to share them with people in a way that engages them and make sure that those people don't change the brand story when they talk about it. So we're all down on the same level now. The brand is not up higher than the people. The brand is on the same level as the people, and sometimes it gets kicked down below the people. <laughs> is it, It's true, right? It's true. Yeah. So that connection, you know, this is, again, I'll talk from my perspective on the sales end, and, and I said it in my, my intro, we have to constantly look at what's in it for the client because that's how they're perceiving our message. So if they can't picture using the product or the service or the outfit or whatever it is that they're looking or comparing to other things in the marketplace, if they can't visualize it being part of their life and how their life functions. They're not going to buy it. They're not going to want it. They're just not going to connect with it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really interesting because when people make decisions, we do make decisions based upon emotions first. And um, that's because it's, uh, we make the decisions in what's called the, the oldest part of our brain, the amygdala, which some people mm -hmm. call the rat brain. Um, we make a decision before it really even reaches the, uh, the frontal part of our brain, the cortex, which is where logic and reasoning result, which is why sometimes you'll have an interaction with somebody and you really emotionally respond, and a couple of minutes later you go like, wow, I guess I shouldn't have done that. It actually took that time for it to get into the part of your brain where reasoning and logic resides. So yeah. people are making decisions about brands based on emotion first. Now, they're not going to make it that quickly. It's going to end up going in there in that frontal cortex so that the, you know, the reasoning and the logic is going to be a part of it. But very frequently, uh, the reasoning and the logic that exists almost fools us into thinking that it was the logical part of our brain that made the decision, not the emotional part, and it definitely is the emotional part. 
And it's funny, I'm thinking as you're saying that, you know when you go to the food store and you stand in line and you're waiting for the conveyor belt to move forward and you're standing there patiently and they have all the gum and the magazines and all the little add-ons that are usually expensive, you know, little batteries, you buy two batteries, you could get a Costco 20 batteries, you know, that kind of thing. And we buy on that instinct because you're bored, you're kind of sitting there, and you're like, oh, yeah, I need gum. Let me, let me just buy it here. I don't know when I'm going to get to Costco. And you just purchase it. It's that impulse. That, it is, it's, it, there's, it, I don't even think it makes it to the, the logic part. It's just that impulse, that emotional, I need it now. And then you'll rationalize it. The logical part of your brain is going to rationalize it. Well, I, I do need an extra uh, thing of gum for my pocketbook, or I should have that extra yep. gum in my car. Um, you, we will rationalize our consideration. Uh, so, that, you know, you know the whole the whole process. People go through, okay, I'll consider that brand. Uh, okay, I heard about the brand, now I'll consider it. Now I want to go ahead and rationalize that consideration. Very frequently the consideration happens in the emotional part of the brain. The rationalization for that consideration happens in the, uh, the logical part of the brain. So you're going to get that happen, but uh, I can tell you as a behaviorist what's going on is, your, your initial reaction to brands is going to be an emotional reaction. So brands must be able to communicate on an emotional level because otherwise you're talking at me and you're yep. not connecting with me. And I'll just go ahead and walk away because I'm too busy. People, Everybody says they're time-starved now. Everybody is time-starved today. Um, you know, we may be or may not be, but that's how we feel about our lives. And so you have to be able to engage me in a way that I want to be engaged, just like I want to hang out with my friends. If you want me to spend time with you as a brand, then you're going to have to go ahead and make me want to hang out with you. What are you going to do? Those are some of the things that we'll talk about today on the show. Yeah, I love it. I just love it. Um, I was I was also thinking, as you were saying that, you know when the commercials come on the TV, what do you do? <laughs> if you haven't DVR'd it, right, you have to sit through the commercials. You get up, you use the bathroom, you get a drink of water, you put the dishes in the dishwasher, and then you come back so you miss all those commercials. Whereas if there was a content-driven first where I read it in a magazine and then I heard the commercial come on TV, I'm going to go, oh, let me listen to that. Yeah, I read, I, I read that in a magazine and I want more information. But the content, I think, drives the engagement or the want to listen to a commercial or whatever it might be. So I love that statistic that you gave me with people would rather learn or decide from a content versus from the commercial, the buy, the buy into versus the, the buying, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, you know what, before we go on, I, the next thing I want to talk about is the brand soul. I just love that word. I think it's so, um, it's a cool word. It just has so many visual effects for me. So I really want to talk about the brand soul. Um, we're going to pause for a very, very brief break, and then we're going to come back um, to talk about the soul. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. 
So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change. Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. All right. We are back. We are on with Fran Lytle, and we are talking about branding um, and the human in the human error. And now we are going to talk about why is it important to identify the brand soul and, and describe that a little bit to us. Okay, so think about it this way again. Let's talk about people land and we'll make it applicable to brand land. Uh, okay. before, I, before I develop a relationship with someone or as I'm de- developing that relationship, uh, I want to know things about them to see do we kind of believe in the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that makes me feel that, oh, you know, I can trust this person. Brand soul has a lot to do with trust. So if you think about it, when, when you as a person tell somebody something about your personal beliefs, you're really kind of bearing your soul, right? You're saying, I, I believe whatever it is. You're going to list what your beliefs are. You're leaving Vulnerability. Your we, we put ourselves yes. in a vulnerable spot. Absolutely, you do. Okay. But that vulnerable spot is actually people look at it and they go like, wow, Connie shared that with me. That's, that's, really, that's really interesting. She must really think something about me. She cares about me. So when a brand shares its soul with people, it encourages people to want to have a relationship with them in the first place or to strengthen the relationship if they already have one. And there really is a way to structure this. Um, so you, so is, there a way for brands, is there a way for brands to do this? Yes, absolutely. And, and there's kind of like, it's, I don't want to say it's a formula because that sounds like a cookie cutter, but this is the most mm-hmm. important thing. You, mm-hmm. do, you do not want to say that you're, you believe in everything for everybody because it just mm-hmm. just sounds um, insincere. So mm-hmm. typically what you want to be able to do is to sit down and uh, list five of the things that you believe in as a brand. And it doesn't, it's, doesn't, it's not about your work or anything else. Or your, it's you believe something. And mm-hmm. when people read that, they'll have a different, they'll have a feeling for you. And a good example is the body shop. You know the body shop is in most of the malls, in the same sure. malls where Bath and Body Works are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they both exist in that sandbox successfully because they stand for different things. Bath and Body Works is all about product efficacy. And the body shop is all about their soul. And the body shop says the, the body shop is a leader in promoting greater corporate transparency, and we have been a force for positive social and environmental change through our campaigns around our five beliefs. We support community trade. We defend human rights. We are against animal testing. We activate self-esteem, and we protect our planet. Wow. Now, if you believe in those things, you will purchase your products at the body shop and you won't go down the mall uh, to, to go ahead and purchase the products at the bath and body works. Another good example is Chipotle. Now, a lot of people know that Chipotle makes really good food, Mexican food, but one of the reasons that they are as popular as they are is because they have a real soul. They say, we serve food with integrity. And they define that by saying, food with integrity is our commitment to finding the very best ingredients raised with respect for the animals, the environment, and the farmers. And if you go on that, their website, they'll, they'll tell you what they're doing to protect those things. They have a little video with Steve, who's their CEO, and he, and he talks about his vision for the world. So when you share that with, with people, 
they they said, well, I, I care about the same things. You know, our our company, uh, my company, Brand Champs, the things that we believe in, we believe that you, we, you should treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. We believe that you should help people who are in need. We believe that you should be grateful, and we believe that you should have fun in life. Those are our four beliefs. If if we are to engage a client and they don't believe in those things, we probably are not going to have a good relationship. Uh, so we have it right out there on our website. Hey, this is what we believe. My partner and I, we believe these things. And knowing that having a relationship with us is going to help us to understand how we're going to work together. Absolutely. It's funny, um, last week I had uh, a client on, you know, we've developed a really uh, great relationship. And one of the things they had uh, for the previous five years before I had come on board, they had three different, quote, unquote, I'm going to say sales vendors, okay, um, bigger organizations, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the entire time I was in contact with them and they kept picking these, you know, other organizations and I kept thinking, not a good match for who they are and what they're trying to achieve in the marketplace. It's funny because I think they knew who they were before they did, which is interesting, but it's much easier as an outside observer than when you're in the throes of the decision-making process, right? So anyway, five years, they had these three different vendors, and then finally, none of them worked, and they spent just a ton of money, and the impact was very, very limited, if at all. So they reached back, and I had kept in touch during this whole period of time, but different people in, in positions, we haven't heard of her, she's you know, an individual, whatever their issues were, um, kind of poo-pooed their idea. So finally, after the five years, they called me and I said, well, you're ready, this is it. Because now, five years ago, if I had come to you and pushed that I was the right one, they didn't buy into for whatever their perception of who I was and who my company was. It wasn't a match. Now, five years had gone by. They needed to go through the trials, the errors, and the, and I'm good, I, I don't like to use negative words, but there was true failure in what they had done because it, there was nothing, all this money spent and no impact on the actual change they were seeking. And ultimately, it was in the marketplace for the customer experience. So fast forward five years, now they're ready for me, their, their perception and, and the little groundwork. And they got to know, I guess, my soul. Because when we met, I said to them at the end of the meeting, you needed me five years ago. You needed to understand what was missing, and those other companies allowed them to see what was missing, and that's when they were able to see the value I brought it and how philosophically who they were and who they wanted to get better at was exactly the mirror of, of my whole philosophy and how I approach customers, clients, whatever you want to say. So isn't that funny? It's that, um, and I often say that to clients, I'm the right, I am the right person for what you're trying to achieve and I go through those three or four soul I love that word I'm going to use that because it's um it's provoking it's thought provoking but it's that real that's where the connection lies so um just love that the the um uh, the bath uh, was it Bath of Body Works? Was that the example you used? Yeah, the the um, the uh, Bath and Body Works is the one that uh, also always talks about their product efficacy, but it's the body shop that really wraps themselves around. Now, 
having a soul, the, the way you should really do this is sit down with one of those large, uh, you know, flip charts or poster notepads. Yeah, and, yeah. And list everything that, that you believe in. If you're a sole proprietor or you're a partnership sure. with your partner, a small business, you could do it with the, the executive leadership team. But then you have to actually go back and circle which of the five or the four or the three do we really believe, and that if we said it to anybody else, they would say that's exactly the way Fran goes to business. Yes. Uh, because otherwise it's, it's, it's going to be too much insincere. And yes. it's not yes. enough to put it on your website. Your soul should, people should hear it in your in your uh, Facebook postings, in your Twitter, in, in the, the content that you have on Google+. I mean, sure. people should actually get to know your voice, your personality, and your soul and be able to recognize sure. it say, hey, I, I could tell you that Fran posted that uh, because it, it sounds like her. That's what you want people to be able to do. So it's like, it's, it's like we'll go back to people world. If you gathered a bunch of my friends and put them in a room, they're going to tell you something about me. And then if you gathered my family members, they'll probably tell you something about me. There is going to be a, um, a vein of truth that flows through. They may say different things, but you will get the same feeling from the different people who are in my life that don't necessarily intersect, but my, the, the soul and the personality that I have is uh, intersects with them in, in different ways. And that's how you have to think about it. So your brand soul is really... It's really critical, and I encourage every brand to do it. The big brands do it. Some of the smaller brands do it. Now, here's an interesting thing. Many of your listeners I know are, are on LinkedIn. Sure. And you know that earlier in the year, LinkedIn started that new system where they allowed you to go ahead and list what your, um, your volunteer activities are uh, and what your interests are. And they actually have a pre-populated area that has about 12 interests that you can go ahead and and put on your LinkedIn profile. I always encourage people, don't list all 12. It sounds so insincere. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, if you think about it, you probably do care about all those things, but think about what do you really spend your time and money doing? That's really your soul and your belief. Uh, how yeah. do you go to business as a brand? That's your, your, your soul and your belief. And think about it this way. Think about the very best clients you have. If you think about what made that a really good client relationship, I can guarantee you it's because of your soul. So you should be able to find that somewhere up on that flip chart when you go through this exercise, either by yourself or your, your partner or your leadership team. And, and thank you for that. I hope everybody wrote that down. Did you hear the flip chart? <laughs> what a tangible, simple way to cut to the chase. You can, and, and it's almost like free, free thought, streaming, right? Just right, 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 right. And then go back and circle those three, four, five things, and that's your start point of truly what is tangible or what is your soul. And the examples you provided with the body shop at Chipotle is just, brilliant and clear as to what the soul, the branding soul means. Um, so anybody that was listening, because as, you know, obviously I had this, some information in advance. People are hearing this for the first time on the show. Sure. The, um, the personality, the soul, and I thought, wow, these are, these are very cool words that we're going to really drill down and discuss. But that clarity that you just provided was 
awesome. So thank you so much for that. If I can understand it, I'm sure my brilliant listeners can absolutely understand um, how simple. And, and it's funny, Fran, because I think we make things much more complicated in our lives than we often have to. Um, simplicity sometimes works the most effectively, right? And it absolutely does. I think that there are a lot of people out there that teach theory. They're like professors, and mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't share actionable tips. And, Connie, I know that you do that in your business. I do it in my business, too. I mean, I, I, can, I can share with you a lot of really boring information about, um, about brain, uh, how our brains work, but you don't <laughs> need to know all of that. You just need to know the most important part, which is get down to the fact that, uh, that the emotional aspect is what really connects with people. And just to circle back to the personality, there's, uh, a, there was a very important study that was done uh, called the Brand Personality Scale, and it's actually validated every 10 years. Uh-huh. That indicates that there are really five personalities that can define about 97% of brands in the marketplace. Um, this, is, this is similar. This type of research was done uh, as, as research was done in people's personalities. You know, they're actually, do you know that there are actually 114 distinct personalities that people can have? But that's, that's why Myers-Briggs came up with their inventory to try to categorize them so that psychologists and psychiatrists didn't have to come up with 114 different treatments. Sure. They could come up with treatments based upon your block, right? So sure. the five personalities that can define the brand are either sincerity, excitement, competence, sophistication, or ruggedness. And once you define or identify your personality, you should be able to look at every single thing that leaves your brand, your website, your advertising, your collateral, even your business cards, definitely your social media. Does it all have that same personality? Because if it does not, you look like you have a multi-personality disorder, and you know, unless you want to be on Jerry Springer, that's not really um, something that we want to go ahead and engage with. Because think about it, when you meet somebody and it looks like they have different personalities, you almost physically walk away from them. It's a little scary, right? But when you meet somebody who has one personality, you go, okay, I know who this person is. It's the same thing with brands. You should have one personality no matter what that, what that touch point is. If I see you on Facebook, if I see you at an event, if I see you on LinkedIn, I want to know what's that personality. So it's, are you sincere? Do you have an exciting personality? Are you competent, which is a lot about leadership? Uh, are you sophisticated or are you rugged? Um, and you have to make sure that comes through every single touch point. So that's an important aspect also. Now, I have a question before we, we pause for another break. It's funny because this is what people will often say, at least when, when I do, uh, most of my clients, I use the DISC behavioral model. It's, right. it's four distinct and you're really combinations, but it's a little more simple than Myers-Briggs. Right. And the average Joe, I think, can understand it a little more clearly. Myers-Briggs is a little more white coat. But I'm giggling because I know everyone's saying, well, I'm sincere, I'm exciting, I'm definitely competent in a leader, I have, I have such sophistication, oh, and I'm right too. So they, they're like a little bit of everything. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take the break and I'll, I'll share with you how everybody could truly identify it without cheating themselves or lying about it to themselves. 
Okay. Can we can we pause? Because I really want them to get excited about this. Because I, Fran, I know they're all going, oh, but I'm all of them. I, I'm telling you, this is what they're thinking. So let's take another uh, quick break. I'm just going to share some information with the listeners, and then we're going to come back to those five. Per, you know, and I'll use the word personality, um, so you can define that more clearly. Because I know people are thinking that. All right. So I just want to pause. It, if our conversation, a friend of my conversation, you guys are sitting there going, oh, I need to do something. Oh, I have to change. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing all of this down. I'm going to do the flip chart um, exercise. If you're seeking some kind of change, clarity, whatever it is, whatever that outcome or expectation is, please, please, and I'm going to give you all of Fran's contact information at the end. But please, send me your stories, your comments, your thoughts, you know, after you listen to the show. Because, number one, it helps me think about what are the future topics of the shows that really is relevant to, to all of you. Because this is, this is really your show. I try to share in, important, relevant information um, so that there could be some catalyst of change. And if I'm that catalyst, awesome. So share your, in, your, your stories, um, comments, thoughts, all of that at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com, or you can always call me, 732-888-1420, and you can also w- visit my website, and you can uh, sign up for free newsletters and all that kind of good stuff. My website is www.WhitmanAssos.com. Every week you spend with me, I really, really hope that you're always learning something new um, on something that you want to change or your company is seeking to change, um, like changing cultures, connecting more effectively with clients, increasing sales by implementing those better philosophies, uh, holding everyone accountable, coming up with that clear uh, brand that we're talking about today. I hope, at the core, I always hope the information I share is at least a start point so that you could start to have dialogues with either folks internally, partners, um, if you're a sole practitioner, that you have something tangible to work from. Uh, Changing something, something, even a, a small uh, clarification on something is a start to that change. And together we can ask the right questions in order to find the correct answers for each of us as individuals or corporations. The path to change is not the same for everyone. Fran had said before, uh, cookie cutter. We're not cookie cutter. We really are human, and I think we're flawed, and that's what makes us so perfect and so wonderful. So let me help you find your path to change and perhaps help you find the correct start point to help implement the change that you and your company might be uh, uh, seeking. Again, you can reach me at 732-888-1420 or email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. I truly am here um, to help you. I do want to inspire you. I want to guide you and challenge yourself. It's not always easy, but we will figure it out together, and I'm here. I want to help you grow, changing you and your company and challenging your personal comfort zone um, to sustain growth is, is just what I do well. So um, thank you for, for that. Um, and now I'm very excited to get back to those five personalities of sincerity, ex- excitement, um, being com- uh, 
Competent. I, I, I can't even read my own writing, Fran. Thank you. See, I'm taking notes. Not that I could read them. Uh, sophistication and ruggedness. So go ahead. Um, share with us, Fran, those that think they're schizophrenic right now, um, how can we zero in on truly finding the right one for us? Okay, so uh, the first thing I'll say is that everybody's normal reaction is, I want to be the one that I think is the best. And there is not one personality that is better than another personality. Okay? So, so that you have to throw that myth out out the window, okay? Every personality is as valid uh, as another. So there's not, I, I actually worked, uh, I had a client who was a major paint manufacturer and they told me, oh, we want to be exciting. I said, you've got to be kidding, you're paint. I mean, people make jokes about watching paint dry, okay? Uh, but they said, no, no, we think we can do it. And I went around the country, I did focus groups all across the United States and uh, no one could identify any paint brand is being exciting, and it was an expensive uh, exercise for them to learn, but don't try to be something because you think it is better. There is no, there's no personality that's better than the other. Sure. Uh, I have um, a, a tool that's used for this, Connie. It's called the, uh, the Personality Dimension and Voice Tool, and it's actually a chart. And underneath each one of what we call the big five, sincerity, exciting, competence, sophistication, and ruggedness, there are all the words that came out of this study, this BPS study, and I encourage every brand to sit down with this piece of paper, this chart themselves, or with their partner or their executive leader, and without sharing with one another, to circle all the words that they think define their brand today. And the, the, the number of words in any one of the big five, the more that you have clustered there, that is in fact your lead personality. You're going to have others that might be close, but that you, I can guarantee you, you have a lead personality just like a person does. If we do not have a lead personality, we are actually treated by psychologists because that's a personality <laughs> disorder. We're so, hearing voices. <laughs> yeah, as much as you want to con try to convince me that you have more than one personality as a brand, it cannot be. And if, if it won't work that way in the marketplace, you are not. Uh, you are not as successful as you could be. So, Connie, what I would like to recommend is for your listeners who are interested in getting this chart, they should get in contact with you. You gave all your contact information or with me, and I'll send them the chart, uh, or I'll send the chart also over to you, and uh, you can send it out to anybody who's interested. In addition, I just thought of something, Connie, you might want to think about this. Maybe you and I can uh, talk about conducting a, a free webinar to help some of your listeners and take them through some of these tools, and they could actually do it on the webinar themselves. So either they That'd could be do it very cool, or we can do a webinar and we can take them through it. So that's very cool. Um, t tell me that give say the title again: personality dimension. Personality dimension, and then it's it's also called your person, and then you have a voice. So, for instance, if my personality dimension is sincere. My voice could either be, it could be either down to earth, or it could be honest, it could be wholesome, or it could be cheerful. So there are different voices within a personality. But if I say my personality is sincere, and I say that my voice is daring, I'm, I'm schizo, because daring <laughs> is a voice of, of excitement. Excitement, so, right. So you're, you want to, once you identify where you are, now... What could happen is a brand could say, this is where I am right now, and say, but I don't want to continue in this vein. I don't think it's being, I'm being successful. Then they can decide what sort of personality they would like to have. 
Sure. But then they have to know that and tell that to their creative team, tell that to the people that work on their website, who work on their social media, and say, look, right now I think we're being perceived. This happened recently with one of our larger clients. They said we're being perceived as being sincere, but we want to move to be seen as competent because the voice of competence is being reliable, intelligent, successful, and being a leader. So we want to move to that. Well, everybody who works for that brand now, the people who do the website, the social media, their content marketing, uh, their advertising, their collateral, has been informed of this and told, this is our personality and voice today. This is where we want to move with our personality and voice in the future because it will be more successful there. And uh, usually this happens when the ecosystem changes, the competitive landscape changes or something like that. So um, that that's fine, but you really cannot say I am sincere and exciting at the same time. Look, think about your friends. You have friends that are sincere, and then you have friends that are exciting. Your exciting ones are the ones that call you up at 10 o'clock of the night and say, hey, let's go meet someplace and we'll get a drink. Well, sure. your sincere friends aren't doing that, but your sincere friends are the ones that will go and, and help you out when you get a flat tire at 10 o'clock at night. Sure. You like your sincere, sincere friends, and you like your exciting friends. One is not better than the other. They're they just, just satisfy different needs that we all have. That's exactly right. You hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. What are my needs and desires as a person? And understanding your personality is going to help me to understand what type of relationship I'm going to have with you. This is just so intriguing. Um, it, it, you know, I do, again, I'll share, I use the DISC um, model right. for when I train because when a client is sitting in front of me, they have a certain style, behavioral style. And if I can't communicate with the way they need to be communicated with, then I'm missing the boat. So people really tell you, the indi- and I'm talking the individual, you're talking more of the, of the global market. Right. So the individual tells me how to sell to them by how they receive information. So right. I need to really understand what my DISC styles are, and it's funny because you lead with one, and then there's usually a second underlying one that will temper uh, the first one. Right. So, but they work in tandem. Okay. So, example: if I am, you could see I speak quickly, I think quickly, I have high energy. You could, everybody could pick this up. You know, over the radio station, friend, you and I over the phone. It's clear that I'm passionate and high energy and all of this. If I'm sitting with, and I'll, I'll use this from as a framework, um, an engineer is sitting in front of me who is very critical in their thinking, much more slow at processing information and will respond with, I'll shoot from the hip and respond, where they're going to be much more thoughtful in how they respond to my questions. Well, if I sit in front of these folks and I talk a mile a minute like I am right now and I give them all these examples and they're not listening to me, they're watching me going, wow, this chick is like moving at a bazillion miles an hour. I don't know what she's talking about. So I need to change my breathing. I need to change my whole, I, I, I don't like to use the word personality, but I have to slow down. I have to make 
eye contact. I have to breathe with how they're breathing. There's all, this whole process. It's the same thing we're trying to do and almost visualize who is the individual that we're selling to, I would think, for a company in a more globalized you know, vision. Is, is that make sense? When you, when you do that, you are not changing your personality. You have the same personality. You are changing your behavior. Yeah, so modifying. That's exactly right. The same personality. A brand is going yep. to have the same personality across every touch point. But it might behave differently. For instance, uh, uh, if a brand has, um, uh, has, might have a personality of sincerity, it, that sincere, sincerity is going to come across all touch points, but maybe that sincerity is manifested in behavior that's different in an in-person meeting sure. uh, than it is going to be on, on social media. I mean, are, do, you bring, do you bring cookies to the meeting or muffins in the morning? You know, you're not going to do that behavior. You can't do that over social media. Of but course. you see every opportunity gives a brand an opportunity to, every touch point gives a brand an opportunity to uh, adjust its behavior according to the circumstance but never change its personality. Yeah, that's exactly right. But this this connection again, I have to do it on the you, you know really with the face to face with with right. the the client. Even over the radio station though, the radio show, right? I'm trying to get my vibration, my personality, so they understand my branding and how I might be able to help connect with their company to achieve whatever it is on the sales forum or the coaching forum, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, Definitely, definitely send me the personality dimension. Yeah, I'm going to um, do that. Yes, please. And at the end, I'm going to give your information as well. So certainly people that contact me, I will send it, and I will also forward it with your information because you'll be able to answer specific on that topic much better than I could ever uh, you know, hope to achieve since this yeah, is your wheelhouse, not to. mine. I'd be happy to. I know that uh, some of the listeners that you have on your show really would benefit greatly from going through these branding exercises, and yet I realize that many of them do not have the budgets to be able to engage you know, somebody like myself or my partner. Uh, so well, I'm happy to help out anybody. Oh, look, when, when business grows, uh, small business grows, the economy grows, world, the lo- world is better for our children. We're all in the Absolutely. same situation here, you know? Absolutely, 100%. Um, let's stop for one more brief break, and then we'll drive home the last 15 minutes. Um, I, I think we want to talk about the social media, because I know everybody's going, yeah, 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 but now what do I do? Social media. Everybody is so focused on social media, and we really need to understand that social media is yet another cog in the wheel or another piece of the puzzle um, to pull together our message and all of that to highlight what our our branding is so when we come come back from break i'd like to talk about that fran if that's okay absolutely awesome okay quick break it's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn it's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return it's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. 
Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried-and-true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we're back. I'm speaking with Fran Lytle, and we're talking about branding in the human error. And now we are on the topic of the social media, um, how it has changed, I think, really how all companies communicate um, with the marketplace. All right. Uh, here's, here's something that's very interesting, and I hope that all your listeners really take this to heart. Uh, Five years ago, all the brands heard, oh, we have to have social media. So everybody went out, they started doing social media, they hired young people because they're saying young people do social media, and, um, and there's been a lot of sophistication and growth since that time. But please keep in mind that social media is the vehicle. It's just yep. the vehicle. If you do not have content that engages people, and people are looking for content that will, number one, educate them, uh, number two, will entertain them. Number three, that will make their lives easier in some way. Those are the three main things when you, when you develop your content. Uh, once you have your content, and it should be based upon your personality and your soul. So don't, uh, you, you don't have to create content or curate content that's outside of who you are because it, people will not trust you. Once you develop the content, your themes, think of social media as being the vehicles. You know, you're going to put it in a, you're going to use a car, you're going to use a boat, you're going to use a bicycle, you're going to use a motorcycle. So you say to yourself, am I going to place this content on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, and Google Plus? Those are the, the main ones right now, okay? So don't go out and say, I want to get on Google Plus. And you have without a a plan or a theme for your content. Once you have a theme, so for instance, if I have three themes. I share information on social media about branding, about content marketing, and about how to engage women. So if you look at me in any of my vehicles, and I'm on on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, Google Plus. I just started a um, a YouTube uh, station. Haven't posted any videos there yet, but I know that's where I'm going to have to go next. Yes. You will find things on one of those subjects. It's either going to be branding, content marketing, or how to connect with women, engage women with your brand. Then you clearly can find what you need to curate, which means you're going to find interesting articles that other people wrote about that sure. and share it. In, through your vehicles, or you're going to write content. And when you write content, you want to make sure that it addresses what your themes are. Think about your, your themes as being your brand pillars, all right? Um, so you want to go ahead and share that. Now, here's the interesting thing. Most people say, I do not have time for social media or content marketing. Hmm. You, you can do this because you do not have to create original content. For every 10 posts that you share, all right, so you're going to share 10 posts, uh, 
two of those should be personal stories. In other words, I should be able to share a story about something that I've done recently to help a brand to engage a woman or develop a content marketing program, something like that. Okay. Um, uh, out of that, another three of them are going to be curated content. That means I'm going to find three other articles that somebody else wrote about my themes, and I'm going to share it. And five of them are going to be original. When you break this down, Connie, you realize 10 posts really can take you through about two and a half weeks because you really only need to post twice a week on your ve using your vehicles. So you can almost get more than half of a month out of this um, using this model. So if you say to yourself, well, in, in a whole month I want to post 20, just go ahead and multiply everything I just told you. Sure. You will probably have weeks where you're not going to create content because nothing comes to you. Not everybody is a writer. If that's the case, you can go ahead and get, you can um, do more curated articles, but don't ever do so many curated articles that people forget who you are. Um, sometimes they have to hear your voice. And the reason that, and I'm giving you best in class here for developing a content marketing program, the reason you need to have a couple of personal stories in there too is people have to know you. They have to connect with you. They have to feel something about you. Then that's what brings them into developing that relationship. So when I develop original content, I do it on my blog, which I have on, on Brand Champs. But I also write original content for uh, three other companies that have engaged me and said, we want to share your content. So I do that for them. So they actually curate my content. Um, wow. But your personal stories, if I don't go ahead and share with somebody something about me and what I do, I could just be somebody sitting up in an ivory tower somewhere just writing. When people get to know Fran Lytle, then they want to have a relationship or they're more open to having a relationship with me and sure. my company. So make sure it's a mixture of original content um, and it's, uh, it's curated content and it's personal stories. But you want to make sure that you, you educate, you entertain, and you, you offer something to make somebody's life easier, even if you make a product. Even if you make, well, let's say your, your company makes, I don't know, your company makes um, green cleaning materials, right? Because a lot of people want to make sure that they clean their house with, with things that are non-toxic, right? Absolutely. So Animals, kids, whatever, right? Right. So, and I've seen more companies popping up like this because the need is getting greater. So if you manufacture or even you market or sell these products, what you would want to do is, in your original content, you could actually just list some tips. It doesn't even have to be about your products. It could just say, you know, when you're in fact uh, cleaning up, you know, when you're cutting up chicken on your on your counter or on your cutting board, you have to make sure that you rinse that off with a, a solution that has some bleach in it, so that you don't go ahead and share it. You're giving me information. You're not selling me your product. Right. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to seek you out. I'm going to go. Oh, you know what, Connie gives really good tips about this. Let me check out what she's saying on Facebook or see if she has anything posts on Twitter about this. That way people will start to seek you out and you don't always have to seek other people out. So you Absolutely. want to build something. So social media, remember, it is your vehicle. And I and I you know, I I tell people it's it's look, it's your car, it's your bicycle, it's your boat, it's your motorcycle. Don't ever say, I'm gonna develop a social media program because you're talking about vehicles. 
you're not talking about the journey. You just don't get in your car and drive for the sake Absolutely. of driving. You go. You say, I'm, I'm, I am going because I'm going to this place. It's my destination. So the, the, the vehicle is going to get you to that destination, but something has to be in that car. Something has to be on that bicycle. So your whole goal is develop a content marketing program, which is as easy as I just stated. These are my themes. You could have more than three themes, but it's best to be known for one to three. Okay. okay. Um, say, these are my themes. I'm going to map out a month, and I'm going to say, okay, this month I'm kind of busy. Maybe I'm going to do, I'll do two original, and I'll bump up my curated to, to five, and I'll try to do some personal stories. By the way, your content doesn't have to be more than 500 words. That's, okay. That's typically what is picked up by search engine in search engine optimization. All right? And if you think about it, 500 words isn't that much. It could be 500 to 900. That's the sweet spot to be picked up on in SEO. Okay. Um, more than 900, you're going to get lost. Nobody's going to read it because it's, their eyes are going to you know, roll back in the back of their head. And, Absolutely. Too long. Um, nobody has time. Nobody has time. Make sure that your, your paragraphs are short. Unlike writing that we all learned in college, mm. when you're writing content, it is okay to have a short paragraph, even a sentence as a paragraph, because this gives me, the reader, the ability to scan it before I decide to do a deep dive. Sure, and also uh, bullet points are another way um, to deliver content so people could scan quickly um, as well, right, under a topic. You can yeah, have a, the sentence and then have, yeah, and have some quick bullets too. Um, it's funny, I get the best response from the motivational quotes that I put out. Some, some of the more simple content is what seems, because people take the time to read it, um, right. Because it's just brief, it's short, but it's something that it motivates them. They were like, "God, I needed that today. That was awesome." You know, thanks, Con, for sharing that with me. It's funny when when I was approached to do this radio show. You know, I'm I'm a little bit anal retentive about things, so I thought, "Wow, this is a new skill. I've never done this before. I love to talk, but you know, I like to do it live. You know, and and touch people, and and that not literally, but you know what I mean. Make eye contact and all of that, and that's all gone here." the whole body language aspect. So I listened to several different shows to say, hmm, can I do this? Do I want to do this? And do I have relevant content that people are going to want to continue to listen and because they're constantly learning? So I listened to this, and I don't even remember what the show was, but I listened to this one woman, and I lasted about, three minutes, um, the enti- and then I kept fast-forwarding, thinking that I just kept listening to her commercial about herself. <laughs> it was all about her and her book and what she can do, and it was her, 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 her. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't want to listen to this. This is awful. She didn't teach me anything. She didn't um, give me any exciting or entertaining um, quality, and she didn't give a tip to make my life easier. All she did was talk about her and her book. So she was selling over the radio, oh. and it was awful. And I thought, oh, I definitely don't want to do that. People understand who I am. They get to know me. They're going to choose me because I'm the right fit for them. You know, you don't have to force it because I don't want to be the square peg in the round hole because that makes for not a good relationship or a good connection for the client or for me for that matter. So isn't that interesting how everything you just said 
has to be relevant and people have to uh, again connect because at the end of the day social media i don't care what it is that we're reaching out to people and whatever the forum is now in this information age we have this awesome um you know internet platform but if we're not doing something that's value added and it's all about me how boring too yeah you know what as behaviorists we call it the accepted uh head nod we, we should start off every single sentence with, we're, we, we know something about you. I, I know something about you. You, 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 have a, you have a small business. You want to be able to grow your business, but you need to, you need to learn some branding uh, aspects that will help you out. And if I go in and I say, I'm Fran Lytle, and, and uh, this is what I do, and this is what Brand Champs does, you are not going to listen to me. But if I say, I understand who you are, I understand the position that you're in, and I think I can help you out by sharing, you, sharing these things, People actually nod their head, sometimes yes. physically, sometimes just mentally. That's, that's what relevance is all about. It's about relevance and context. Uh, and you're absolutely right, Connie. I'm cracking up because as you're saying things, I'm laughing because I nod. <laughs> you <laughs> can't see me, but I'm literally sitting here. And as you're saying, I'm going, okay, yes, I'm nodding. So, yes, that's the relevance. That's that... <gasps> Oh, she gets me. Oh, she understands. Oh, I'm not alone. Like all these things you're teaching us, um, you know, especially the small business owner, but even the marketing executives that are listening to this or the marketing directors or the marketing young folks that are listening, oh, uh, they're not alone. And everything that you're teaching us is just so, um, so valuable. I can't even believe this. I, and I know my listeners are going, no, we want more. Our hour is up. I know, that went by fast, right? Isn't that just so sad? Because I, I have so much more. So, all right, so we're going to, you're going to send me the personality dimension, so I will have that, you will have that. And I please, I want to give everybody um, your contact information. I think that Fran can help so many of you um, at least even focus your efforts on, you know, where to begin because there's so much going on. But email Fran at Fran, F-R-A-N, at brandchamps.com, and that's B-R-A-N-D, champs, C-H-A-M-P-S, dot com, all lowercase. Also, uh, you can look for Fran's insight on the human error and many other topics on her blogs or website at www.brandchamps.com. Uh, Fran is also on Twitter at Fran Lytle. I'm going to spell that because um, the last name is spelled interesting. Let's just say it that way. So it's at and then F-R-A-N-L-Y-T-L-E. And you can also find her on LinkedIn and Google Plus under Fran Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. And um, her Facebook is Brand Champ. So you have no excuse not to find my friend um, and pick her brain and hopefully uh, connect with her as well. And then just one more last thing. I know that you also co-wrote uh, a book, Connection Moments, The Couple. Can you in like 30 seconds, can you just share what, the, what that is and that it's on Amazon if folks would like to read it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a humorous guide to understanding the differences between men and women. And uh, it is on Amazon. Uh, actually comes out of all the work that we do, helping brands to understand people, helping people to understand people. And it's, uh, it's quite funny. One of the reviewers said it's the, manual, the, the user manual that never came with my husband. 
<laughs> That's it's awesome. Not at all. It's not business at all. It's pure fun. Okay? Pure fun. One of my, awesome. Yes. One of our beliefs. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, I'm going to read it because men truly are from Mars and we are from Venus. There is definitely a different way of thinking. Uh, Fran, thank you again. More to come. My, I think I'm going to get a lot of responses, Fran, so more to come. Either we'll do maybe a follow-up session again if your um, schedule allows, or maybe we, we can do a free webinar. That was kind of a cool idea. Um, you and I will talk. We're on many forums together, so yep. you can't get rid of me that easy, kiddo. Yep, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I would love to continue the discussion. I would love to have a, a, a webinar with you. Like I said, the more we can help businesses, whether they're uh, small businesses or, like you said, marketing people within organizations or younger people who are getting into marketing, it makes the world a better place. That's, I, I think that's what we're here for. Absolutely. That is definitely I, – I know I want to leave some legacy behind where people remember me and say, wow, she changed my life by, and whatever that is for people. Um, I think that's, that's my vibe or that's my legacy that I'd love to leave behind. Um, thank you again, Fran. So now remember, she gave us – Fran gave us a ton of tips. Get that flip chart out. List those things that you believe in. Just stream of conscious. Go back and circle those four or five, um, and that's how you find your soul. Uh, she shared – Fran shared with us the fine personalities, uh, the sincerity, excitement, uh, competence, sophistication, and – Ruggedness, Ruggedness was the last one. See, why I can't even read my own writing. So sad. Um, <laughs> and then she, she, she's going to share with us, uh, either you could contact her or me, the personal dimension to find what our voice is so that we could connect with people um, effectively or at least help us find how we need to connect with people. Plus, we talked about um, so many uh, – this, so many topics on branding with personality, the soul, those motivating drivers, um, and engaging the content marketing we just chatted about at the end on the social media. I hope you found this all helpful. Again, I gave all of Fran's contacts, and you can reach me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com or call me 732-888-1420 and visit my website at www.WhitmanAssos.com. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you again, Fran, my buddy. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a great week. And uh, please try to challenge yourself by choosing something small to work on in order to change, in order uh, for you to become new and improved, or the 2.0 version, or the 3.0 version, or the 10.0 version of yourself. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next week. And listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me.